When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to Ballistic the Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Josh Landy, the sidekick of all sidekicks, is sitting to my left with a brand spanking new spiky haircut. I was inspired by Aaron Ramsey to go for a new haircut and this is the result. A little bit different. Not blonde though, is it? No. You look a bit like, I don't know, like Dennis the Menace, I think. I'm going for Bino. Yeah, before your time. Um, I remember Dennis the Menace. Do you? Good. We've been in the pub today, Boyd. You didn't join us. What? Are you pissed up already? Well, you half cut? I've got to say, we've had a whole pint and a half, so... Blimey. If it is a little uh, bit more, you know... If you oiled the wheels... Exciting today, you're... that's why. Maybe you need to be drunk to be a staunch defender of Arsene Wenger these days. Maybe. Maybe that's, that's the qualification you need. We're joined by Dan Robox, sometime voice of Arsenal. Dan, welcome. Um, a very good evening to you, Boyd. Looking forward to it, as always. Are you officially one of the 600 employees of Arsenal? No, I'm We need not. to make sure we can feed. And no, I'm not. I'm not okay. one of the official okay. 600 employees. That's, you're, that's, you're freelance. Yeah, I, am, I am freelance, yeah. yes. So you will be fed and paid whatever happens. Yeah, pretty much. Even if we spend 80 million on a play, you'd still be fine. Yeah, we just want to make it. Yeah, yes. Clear, good. Because the dinner ladies, even though, of course, they're paid by uh, that company, aren't they? That, that Delaware Catering, North. Delaware. I'm a this company, is the so. second time on the podcast you've forgotten about uh, Delaware Yeah, I always North, get to Delaware. It's, not, it's such a boring They're getting name, a good it? plug, though. They've got to get, well, I'm sure they'd love the fact they that I'm saying it's boring. And they, they just, open, they're charged for a veggie burger. Boy, about you should know any publicity is. Yeah, is that true, though? I wonder in this day and age. If they want to supply free food to you in club level, Delaware happy to. wants to give me a free thick veggie burger. Do you think they deliver to Block 12? I can appreciate you in club level will be fine. You can throw it down. Yeah, I'll throw it down. It's, okay. it's heavy enough to, to, land, to get a good landing, I'll tell you that much. In fact, they'll hit you on the bumps, it might kill you. Not landing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and we're joined by Russell Yershon. I'm calling him the Yersh. Is that fair? Perfect. Um, who, where do you sit? You're a season ticket holder. Where, where do you sit in East the glorious Lower, Emirates? East Lower Block 13. So I'll have a burger next time, please. East Lower Block 13, keeping it real, I feel. Just the block next door. We'll, we'll meet for a half-time burger that's thrown down. 
Yeah. Boy, are you going to throw you them down split these it. burgers? You could split it. I'll throw th- I'll probably get thrown out, wouldn't I, if I threw them down? If I start throwing food around. It'd be a terrific end. reason to get chucked out of a football stadium. It would, I threw it? the yeah. £12 tofu burger too hard at my friends. <laughs> I don't think it's tofu. I think it's... Um, I thought you, have, you do get tofu burgers sometimes. No, no yeah, you do. One does in life, but not at the Emirates. The Emirates Is it a bean of, burger? They're bean-based. Sorry, it's with pulses, they're bean-based. Pulse, yeah, pulse burger. Pulse bean, bean doesn't sound great, does it? Did you see Stan Collymore this week? No. He was moaning about the price of the sausages at the London Stadium, the new West Ham Stadium. Brilliant. He was like, £4 for a hot dog, that's outrageous. And then someone sent him a picture <laughs> of the hot dog, and he went, to be fair, that's a big sausage. Wow. And that was his, his response. Wow. Is, is he still, has he been sacked from TalkSport? Yes, yeah. Has he? So where is he I now? I don't know about sacked, he's left TalkSport. Left What's talk he sport. doing now? He contract does, not renewed. No, he's doing he's his, still, He's still doing the mirror, I think. Oh, he no, he's doing his, a cod of the ball sports, and he's got his show, is on an American station, I think, Sirius, is it known? Oh. Yes. Yeah, so he does call Colin Moore to an American audience. Because the great Colin Murray, uh, now we're talking about this, um, this is all inside, obviously, we'll get to Arsenal in a minute. Um, cool, left, didn't he? Because he, did, cause yes, he was he furious did. they've been taking over by News, News Court. New, but yeah, by, by Rupert Murdoch. Good, what, 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 what a hero he is. I mean, he's a lovely man anyway. He's an absolute hero. Anyway, shout out to Colin Murray, Liverpool fan and hero to us all. But in the meantime, before we get on to the main topic of hand of how um, annoyed and frustrated and furious we all are, I'm sure, with Arsenal, we'll get to talk about the levels, levels of fury and frustration soon. Um, do stop what you're doing because um, forget there, there's a new game in town called FanDuel. This is the new take on fantasy football. Forget standard season-long fantasy where you're stuck in your ropey team for months on end, as I always am. FanDuel leagues only last a day or a weekend, so you start afresh every week with a new team, new contests, new prizes. So you pick your team from this weekend's fixtures. You can go for any formation you want. Just stay under the virtual salary cap of £100 million. Player salaries change every week, so you need to be on point with your picks so if you think you know about football now's your chance to prove it you can play your friends in private leagues or put your team up to compete against other football fans around the country and it's up to you whether you put your money on the line because there are free and paid leagues and there's a special offer for new year users enter our promo code gunners and FanDuel will refund your entry fee if you lose up to 10 pounds so you get double the chance to prove you're better than me which you definitely are i've got some advice for people playing this go on don't pick joel campbell because he's gone no Left Arsenal, mm. uh, which I find mind-boggling. I find it mind-boggling. Like, at what point, just yeah. sell him, yeah. what, what's this loan going to achieve, Boyd? Do you know, can I ask a quick question for you? Do you know when we signed Joel Campbell? Like, probably about six years 2009, ago. 2009, 2011. Wow, okay. Can, can, you name, can you name the clubs that he's been loaned to? Oh, can you? I'd be impressed by that. Uh, was it Osasuna in Spain? No, it was uh, Villarreal in Spain, I think. It was Olympiacos, I think, Lorient as well. And maybe mm. another. The si- I'm just going to say the signings. I printed out a list of all our signings for the last five years or so, and they're fast, so interesting. Because last five years. The reason I did this. Should we just so, so Joel Campbell has been Joel, to that's sad. Lorien, Betis, Olympiacos, yep. Villarreal, and now Sporting Lisbon. Yeah, but it's interesting because so off there, Dan, you were making. The, we were talking about um, we we're talking about Ramsey a mm. little bit, and you were saying how tournaments, international tournaments, World Cups and Euros, don't have any very little. I, I would Very say little so. effect on I how good. So. And of course, we bought Joe, didn't we? After he was, had a great time in, was it the World Cup? Well, was no, it the, no, we, we oh, already had him. No, we already had him. We yeah, then he went to the World Cup. Really we should have sold him after yeah, the World right. Cup yeah, if you're we right. were going to sell it. Yeah. All, all, I'm, all I'm, I make the point about World Cups, specifically World Cup, European Championship is slightly different, but, but same theme, is that you can have a couple of good games. You can score a hat trick yeah. against Saudi Arabia, you can score against Paraguay, you can ne- get knocked out in the last 16, and people think, yeah, it was fantastic, what a great signing he'll be. But when you break it down, you know, the, the, the teams that they've scored against all played well against 
isn't necessarily what you'd really want from a team challenging mm. for the Champions League and the Premier League. Yeah. It, it can be misleading, and I think fans can get carried away with it. Yeah. Do you think they're going to bring Gnabry back uh, within, the full, within, within the full squad? Well, after which, is his, um, which is why... He's well, well, he played well at the Olympics. Yeah. He played very well at the Olympics. I think Wenger has said he clearly wants him to remain at the club, but I think mm. he might go out on loan again. But it was a very odd situation last year with the West Brom situation. He went on loan to West Brom, made one appearance... And, uh, and was effectively sent back as a, a judge not to either be, you know, the right character or, or, or ability-wise to play for West Brom. So, but then again, you know, he, he has played for Arsenal in the first team and scored for and, the Arsenal first well, team and, and done looked well for okay. Yeah, so, he's done well. I, yeah, I mean, he's, he, hope, I think he's still got a future at uh, I really hope so. Mm. You know, I guess, you know, runner-up in the World Cup at, at the Olympics just now, but so, like the name on everyone's lips. In yeah, terms I mean, of if, you spin, if you spin that round, and you're talking about transfers, if you spin that round and someone says, you've just signed Serge Gnabry for £20 million from Schalke or Stuttgart, wherever he was before, and he's just come runner-up uh, for Germany in the Olympics, and he's and he say he had a stellar season for, you know, in, in the Bundesliga, and you've signed. Everyone would be happy. Everybody would be. Well, happy. this is twenty-five million. This is the point that Arsene Wenger makes. If you put some huge price tag in front of a player's name, it doesn't matter who that player could be. Boyd Hilton, thirty-five mm. million. Everyone's wow. cheering. Wow. Yeah, I'm he glad made, you brought that subject up, Dan. He did so, make this exact point though about Rob Holding, didn't yes. he? he said, because he's only come for a couple of million quid from Bolton. No one's hugely excited. It's because he hasn't it's cost a huge tag. amount of money. Well, Someone I think the reason say. maybe people aren't hugely excited is because um, these are some of the names who signed in, in recent years. So let's, let's go back. If we go back, you know, four or five years, go back to Shamak, Santos, Pochu Young, Joel Campbell himself, Jovino, Carl Jenkinson, Nacho Morial, of course he did well, Podolsky. Um, World Cup winner. World Cup winner, yeah. Mikhail Sylvester, remember that? I think we're going to do a Sylvester, could do wow. a Sylvester-type signing in the next, in the next week or so, well, during no, our defensive issues. Well, 25 million the for Johnny I'm, Evans is... Um, 25 million for Johnny Evans. The reason I mentioned some of these crazy. signings is there's this... The idea that Wenger does not... club do that? Hold on. The idea that Wenger does not make only signs premium players for whatever fucking fee is such a myth. I've just... Half of his signings, pretty much that is, half of his signings, you know, at least a third to half, have been... Pointless. Well, they have lot, failed. A lot Singularly of them have been, failed. Hang on, boy. Wait a minute. Hold on. In, by any stretch of the imagination, they've failed. And he can't just say, I don't buy those players just to add the numbers, because he does. He does that. What he definitely doesn't do anymore is buy a big star player for a huge, big amount of money with the charisma as our friend. Um, after all those names he bought, Sanchez knows it. After every single yes, well, yeah, no, he, he does. A few years ago, he bought loads as And well. with all those yeah. names, he, he, he kind of bought into now the potential, didn't he? With all those names. Yeah. He, he, Shamak had a decent pedigree for France. He, he didn't kick on. Jovino didn't kick... You know, these are all players that Failed. didn't work I out. I think Jovino was unlucky. Jovino could have been something special. He didn't work yeah. out. He's a talented player. Yeah. But one thing Wenger has said time and time again is, I will buy players that will be better... Right. Than what we've right. got, and look at these guys that we've, yeah. we've signed. Exactly, it's only only Monreal out of those signings that, that you've mentioned. I, accidentally that, I was trying to read out just the bad ones. List. I accidentally read out Monreal by mistake. Sorry. There's a first choice left. Yeah, there. yeah, of course. Yeah, no, but he's made uh, absolutely some, some absolute. Like, all managers, but you're Most right. Managers. But I'm not saying no, no, no. But I'm not saying. Well, I'm, I'm not saying he, all managers make terrible signings. Or, you know, some managers make great signings, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is, he's created this... He keep, the, the, the excuses he trots out as to why 
we're all deluded by the medias and, you know, we're all obsessed with, with making big plans in the transfer market. Don't hold water because that one in particular, they doesn't make that kind of signing for the sake of it. Painly has been proved false. So, you know, he, he's, he's gambled on players that, for not that amount of money, that haven't worked. He's gambled on some big, big signings. The, most, the biggest ones recently is have the ones that have worked. Why not go even bigger, as he has to now, and make a big signing of a proven I, I just, world-class I just, I just don't think it's necessarily about the price tag. Um, stop singing, Josh. Um, it's, exactly, <laughs> I was thinking. It's not about it's, the price not, tag. You, you know, you talk about defenders. You know, you can talk about Mangala and Otamendi at Man City. You know, you, you know where, where, does, where does that stand? Does, does that mean big money equals success? Because those two are out of the club and they cost the best part of 70 million between them. I, I, I don't think you can just say that the money equals a good player. It's, it's just doesn't. not that simple. And just like but players like Silvestri and Squilacci, who you didn't mention. Wow. <laughs> you, know, scratches on the you know, you know the, these are players that potentially could have filled a gap. They just didn't. They just didn't work out. But at other clubs, they might have worked out. But then you pay Wenger eight million a year. You expect at least half or three quarters of these signings to deliver. I mean, maybe. So I mean, maybe. That's the frustration that I. Boy, exactly what you say about how Wenger says the media twistings. But if you look at things, what Wenger has said, which has come from his mouth, half of the things have massively backfired and have not been true. Yeah. Going back to the, the, the signings, he said he'll only make signings that, that are going to be better than we've got. That's false, because look at the guys he's delivered. He's fouled on that. And some of the other recent comments that he's made, again, it's, it's, it's not true. But do you feel, boy, that this better than we've got also means the potential to be better than what we've got? Because you know, what, there is an acceptance. If you're signing a young player, yeah. they might not immediately be ready. Like, we don't know with Rob Holding. It was a massive thing, I think, for me. They put him there ahead of Callum Chambers. That was a real vote of confidence. So in two years' time, does he become a better player than, than what we've got? And that still is a legitimate... Within his line of argument about signing players better than what we've got, there needs to be an element of buying players that will be better. Than oh, of what course, we've got. Yeah. he has to develop them. Of course, what I'm saying is, is that it's just one of many meaningless things to say, if you like, more that he says now when asked about the transfer situation. So he, he's got a, a series of them. So that's one of them. Mm. The other is that value has gone up. Um, and English clubs, there's this thing now about English clubs are being charged a premium. Well, so what? We can afford it. Just pay it, right? There's the one about... Um, the, I mean, we've got to talk about the 600, the 600 employees thing, which is one of the most extraordinarily... I try not to insult him. As a statement, I'm not talking about him. One of the most extraordinarily moronic appointed things to say in the history of press conferences because the idea that Arsenal Football Club would have a problem paying any of their employees. I think there's more than 600. What? I think there's a lot more than 600 employees. We're the seventh richest club in the world in terms of the actual amount of money we make. We're the fifth highest valued club in the world. You know, we're supposed to be an elite football club. That was the whole point. So your, your to solution and we're now saying He's now saying, when we finish quickly, he's talking about worrying about paying the employees just because we make the kind of signing that every other major team so in the world makes. Your solution is just to pay more money for players. No, my solution is to, to recognise that we've been without a world-class striker for five, six years. All his attempts to buy one have failed. The, the signings he's made in that position have, been, have failed. Giroud isn't up to quite at that level. We're now in a position, and he's known this for at least a year, where we desperately need a striker. I mean, more than a year, if, if you like, in terms of what if you think of Giroud. We've also got the Welbeck injury to take into account. And he, and he went out there and he tried to get Vardy. He failed. 
What does that say about our pulling power? Since from that point on, you know, what has he done? To, and how desperate are we to get that world-class striker who enables us to push on to the position where we can actually compete with our, with our rivals? And surely everyone can stand back, every single person who knows anything about football, forget about being influenced by the media and all that. Anyone who's interested in football knows we could afford to spend... 50, 60, 70, 80 million pounds right now, right this second on a world-class striker and that signing, even forgetting the defensive issue, could be the difference between us competing for the league and not. And why wouldn't you just do it? Why, what is the arg- really, what is the argument against it? It's a good question and one I haven't got the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> and nor is he. To the point. Yeah, that's why he has to come out with these ludicrous I think, statements. I, yeah, I, I think uh, in terms of strikers, I mean, it's, it's obviously very difficult. I mean, uh, I mean who, who are you talking about specifically? Could, be, could, could Arsenal Wenger, could Arsenal have signed Higuain yes. in, instead of Juventus? Yes, do you think? definitely. Do you think and so it, I had this discussion on, on Friday. I had a, I've spent about 48 hours in between working very hard arguing with Twitter Arsenal fans, some of which were very nice. So what would have that... I don't know what his, what his deal is at Juventus. So that would have... What was he 70-odd million Juventus and whatever he gets paid? So yeah. that, that would have been, from an Arsenal point of view, what, 85, 90 million, 100 million to get Higuain? Yeah, which, which you know... And plus the wages that come to it. Yeah, oh, look, there's, by any stretch, apparently we've got 150 to 200 million. There's plenty the, of... I know we don't, can't spend it all, but we can definitely afford... And, and, and I think it was Tim Payton made the very good point. He compared... The, uh, the cost of it to our income, and basically it was the equivalent of which player was it years ago that we signed? I can't remember now. No, I made the point uh, on the and, last and podcast. So Will Short, I think it was the equivalent of Will Short. Yeah. Remember with the Will You mean as a percentage of what that fee would be yeah. compared it, to it was, the club's it's turnover? Literally the equivalent. We so we're getting blinded by the. Yeah, we're getting by blinded the by the. It, you know, when, you, when you cut out, cut the crap, and you know it sounds like a big fee, but actually we can easily afford that amount of money. And then you have the argument, which I had on Friday with people, people asked the fans, the, the particular. Wenger, right, so I'm calling them, oh, he's too fat, you know, he's too old, he's 28, 29, he's not got any resale value. I'm like, why, to me, once you start talking about resale value, you've lost any romance of football you ever had. Just it's a valid signed, football point. He, signed, he scored 36 goals in Syria, yeah. the highest number of goals since the 20s, I think it was, just effing signed the obvious, one of the obvious best strikers around the world. I agree with you with the resale value. You, you're buying for someone now. We yes. haven't won the league in, what, no. 12 years? Right. We, need to, we need to challenge... We need to seriously challenge. Okay, we finished second last year. We need to seriously challenge. So I agree with you. We need to go out and at least attempt to, to, to be seen to buy a top, top striker. Put in a crazy bid for Griezmann. Put in a bid for Lewandowski. At least go out there. Right. And if you get knocked back by one of those two, okay, fine. At least we've tried. To yep. get knocked back by, by Vardy and not even going for one of these two, okay, you can add Higuain in there. Every Arsenal fan will think, all right, well done, Arsene. You've gone in for the guy, that, the Griezmann, that, that everyone wants. For me, he's the third best player in the world. Bid 50, 60 million. If they yeah. say they want 80, then, okay, we're, yeah. we're short. But at least yeah. go out and, and try and do it and be seen to, to use your media sources to make the media think, all right, Arsenal are serious. Finger's never been a manager that's going to come out and go, by the way, lads, just to let you know, I have been uh, having a little chat with Griezmann this week and uh, his agent, lovely man, has, has been in touch. He doesn't have had to do that. Turns out. No, I'm off for the but media we don't to know. I'm up. just saying we don't know. The only thing the Vardy thing came out is for you know, various different reasons because it benefited the Jamie Vardy camp. It didn't benefit Arsenal Football Club for the news about Vardy to come out. So we don't really know. Ah. And the same with Lacazette. It, it came from you know, the other side going, you know, Arsene Wenger has made this bid. So you know, we, we don't quite know what Wenger's been doing. We don't know whether we, you know, we do have that pull factor. Thierry made a good point on Sky. He said, 
are Arsenal as an attractive option as, mm. as they were four or five people years ago? And the answer with is probably, probably no. And people were angry with him for daring to say. But on the, on we have to talk about the Vardy thing a little bit because of your, 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 so your story that you heard that apparently Wenger kind of turned him down in the end. So that was yep. your implication. But if you watch the press conferences that he's had in the last year when he's actually asked about it, he didn't deny it at all. He basically accepted completely that Vardy had turned us down. Yeah. And what he said was, to the press... Ask him why. Ask him why. He absolutely accepted the idea that we bid for him and he turned us down. Uh, a few other, no he, he, also, he also, into the paper, said he has more to say on it and maybe he'll save it for a, a future book, I believe. That's why I, I, the quotes I, I saw that in tongue-in-cheek. So I think there, I think there is more to it than, than, there, than there is more, the There eye. is always more to every single transfer well, yeah, we will ever sure. know. Because there are, there are agency... And I, I know, I, know I, I, I talk the party line off a lot on, the, on this show. Oh, no, but, no, you but, but, yeah. but, you, you, you know... An agent can swing it whatever way they want, and if they go back to Leicester or whatever club and say, "Look, do you know what? Actually, they've come back to us and they're off actually this, and I'm going to advise you this because do you know what X Y Z? And stuff happens. We just don't. Of course, know. but he also said himself on BT Sport that he had a long time to think about it in, the, in his England, um, you know, room in his hotel room, and, it, and you know, we should have. If he wanted to do that deal, they could and should. What, what, I what, feel. Yeah, what, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's complicated, know, I but know. I feel he could have snapped, forced him to make a decision. It's before, a. It's a Massive lack of ambition from JD, Jamie Vardy's part for not uh, going to Arsenal, if indeed he was offered the package that he wanted to, because it, we're, we're the best one in the world. Leicester's not going to happen again in our lifetime. So no, it's, no, it's, it's you, you know, it, sometimes. But maybe he thought Arsenal's not going to happen in his lifetime. Well, I, I, I think that's more likely. But it's, it's I, I always think if. if Players talk, you know, fans talk about why does that player go to Chelsea or Arsenal? He's not going to get a game. You've got to back yourself. When you, when you get an offer to do something, you know, the class above what you've done, you have to back yourself to be able to do it. And if you don't, I would question that character, personally. Mm. One thing as well on, on the Vardy situation. Um, for me, I, I still bring back to David Dean as the chief negotiator. Yeah. He would have, I believe, made sure this deal was either done or not done, and then no one heard about it if it, if it, if it didn't go through. Yeah. Um, I think our negotiators, Dick Law, whoever they've got, are not doing the best job for us. And I think there are a lot of players over the years that he would have wanted to sign. I just don't think that the guys that are doing the job for him are doing it as mm. well as Dean did. Because uh, I think, if, if you look at Sol Campbell, that deal, I think, was totally down I think it's a different generation. Yeah, I agree. I, I, really? I think the, the media moved are used. on so much. Agents have moved on so much. It's, this, is, this is not, you know, Manu Petit getting, you know, paid for his... You should see what goes on. I mean, the, the agents, and I've, se- I've seen this personally, you know, it's effectively briefing journalists. You know, the, the text message goes around to all their journalist mates and goes, this, this is it, this is what we want the story to be. And you've got to understand, they want more stories in the future, you know, it's got to be done. So a story gets played out largely more because an agent has the ability to get through to a, a football journalist to get a story out more in a way than, say, Arsene Wenger has the ability to, to really say, you know, say it as it is in a press conference. Because let's say that he, he decided he didn't want Jamie Vardy and maybe he made an offer and maybe he took it away and there was a meeting and he decided, I don't think he's actually the right character for us. Maybe the fact he's taking so long tells me he's not the right character for us. But Wenger can't get up in a press conference and kill Jamie Vardy's character like that. What does he achieve by that? He's never going to do that. So I think sometimes I agree completely with the point Dan just made. I think it is different now. It, you know, the agents are more in control than social media. What gets put out there can be put out far quicker. The players are kind of their own spokesmen. If they want to be on Twitter, Vardy within 10 minutes of the deal falling apart can tweet or Instagram 
I love Leicester, proud to stay here, Foxes forever, champions. I mean, well, he's actually come out and said, well, it, you know, it's never on, you know, I've never even considered So if it was it never was on his mind, was an interview why did this story you know, come I, out? I was, I was in England, and, and you just think, well, of course it was. You know, what are you saying? Yeah, now? at least say I thought about yeah. it and decided no. So that tells you there's also not 100% truth going on here. But for me, look, uh, at, sorry, for sorry. me look at Man United. From what Mourinho's sort of said, mm. uh, Bailey, the centre-back, Mkhitaryan, Ibrahimovic and Pogba, I think that Mourinho knew that once he took that United job, even before when it was just waiting for Van Gaal to go, that he knew that he, he was going to sign at least three or four of those players. Those deals were virtually done. Mm. And for me, is it not the, like, why, yeah. what, what, no, you're right. Surely yeah. Wenger plans for the well, next season, yeah. and there's there's players that he wants to bring in because Mourinho, I think, he saw the United squad, he saw the gaps, like he did when he took over from Ranieri at Chelsea. And he's coming. They've spent the money. They've mm. they've backed him. And for me, they're going to seriously challenge. Mm. When that's for me, looking at where we are yeah. as Arsenal fans, I, I think you're right. And I feel psychologically now that he, you know, I think all the explanations about why he's not doing these, making these signings, are psychological. Because people, again, when they're arguing with the artists, they go, you know, why wouldn't he just do? It? Why, why? It's obviously going to benefit. Well, I'm like, well, it's it, it's because he's locked himself into this almost prison of his own theory. And superiority. And if, I think he feels superior to Mourinho for not going out and spending 100 million on Pogba. I think he feels that taking his line is morally superior. He won't deal with certain agents. So he won't deal with that. Whatever um, Pogba's agent, famous, famous, you know. He, he, he hates... Or you're right. Well, the world has changed. And that's part of the problem. I think he feels... Above it all, and I think, and you can't, and it's our money, but it's our money that he feels above it all to spend. That's the infuriating thing. Fine, take that line, leave. You know, that's, it's getting to the point now to me where it's like, if you want to be morally superior to the world, current world of football, and not spend 70, 80 million because you have all kinds of issues with the way the world's going, or you feel that if you do that, you're somehow cheating and you know it's going to make it too easy, you know, you would be able to compete, and you keep telling us you can't compete, blah, blah, blah. Just, just leave them. Why, what, what enjoyment are you getting out of this frustrating the no whole, man's the, the whole conversation we've had here for the opening 25 yes. minutes of uh, the pod this evening is, is all about money and how much you're spending and, and what a big difference it makes. And all you've got to do is, is, is roll it back a few months to see Leicester lifting the title and they, they didn't spend anything like it. So, you know... I know, but that's like, you know, I, of course. But, that, but equally, you know, Look, our, I, our no, rivals, Chelsea, Manchester United, yes, Manchester City, have all won the league much more recently than we yes. have by spending money. Yeah, correct. And, and, and generally, generally, generally yeah. you know, the, the money you spend correlates to your, to your league yeah. position. But I don't think it's as simple as that. I think we, we'd all like marquee names every single summer. And when we had Ozil and then Alexis, we all felt, you know, that's the direction to go. You get one big superstar and it can obviously uh, help the team. And this year and the previous summer, we've not had that. Uh, although obviously Czech came and it was a fantastic. But a lot of it's felt. Except where's the where's the striker? That's the, it's yeah. just that's the thing. I, I think stri- even I think, when we signed strikers, Ozil, strikers are hard to. I mean, look, look, I know look, they are. Look, look at look at Man United. Man United have, <laughs> have, have signed Ibrahimovic on on, on a free. Yeah. I mean that's just a that's just a quirk, isn't it? That's just that's an oddity, that's an anomaly. But that's they still not knew happen. they could get him, didn't they? Well, obviously that deal was done whenever. Chelsea signed Batshuayi. They've well, still Bats- got Diego Costa. Well, but yeah, but Costa was half, half out the club. I mean, Batshuayi. Oh, Batshuayi. Still- I'm not sure about you score you score goals for Marseille in, in a. I know, but what I'm saying is other uh, other man, other teams have bought strikers. Whether I, if we'd have sought Batshuayi, people have laughed at me. Someone went delete your account because I said, well, "Why when we go for it?" Well, no, I'm sorry. He's a recognised, very very. Talented Talented young striker in the position we desperately need. What, what, if, what if we'd have bought Nolito? You know, it's, for eleven million from Celta Vigo. 
How down on our... Oh, it would have oh, been... We've only signed this guy and sure, he's but, up scoring goals for sure, Guardiola. But what I'm saying is all of our rivals have bought the kind of players in the positions they needed to fill. It's just not... It can't be that hard when you're spent, paid 8.3 million a year. It can't be... And by the way, I'd make no apologies for spending most of this podcast on us because there's a week to go in the... In, in more, just more than a week. Well, here's, here's yeah. the big question. Do you honestly think that nothing's going to happen between now well, and now? I, I said this last week. I don't feel... I don't feel in the air. There's... Because not to me... Well, the it, air may well change. I fucking hope so. <laughs> Go on. I, yeah, I can't believe it won't. That's why I just hope. One thing, one thing we haven't mentioned yeah. is we have, we have actually spent this summer, we've not spent... Okay, we spent holding two million, which yeah. I think everyone... Could be bargaining, could be bargaining. He looked really good. On, let's, oh, absolutely. There's, on the there's not enough um, social media uh, fan engagement on the... Again, he's done, he's done, he's done really well against yep. Leicester. Yep. And he didn't, he didn't do bad against Liverpool. But everyone sure. forgets that we have spent £30 million on Jacko. He was expensive, wasn't he? Yeah, 30, very expensive. Going back to your... £30 million is a yeah. serious amount of cash. Looking at, again, what we've spoken about the last 20 minutes. So... Mm. But yes. it has now got to the point where any decent player who's, a nas- who's, a, who's, a, who's, a, who's an international, you know, in their first team, it's going to cost about 30 minutes, isn't it? We have got to that point. Yeah, which makes they're coming we, to England, yeah. Which, for me, makes... We, have, we are going to have to pay, if we want anything approaching a world-class striker, 50, 60, 70, 80 million, we're just going to have to do what, it. What, in your opinion, and, and all three of your opinion, is, is more pressing, a striker or a defender? Well, I think, weirdly, the striker, because I think that's been pressing for five years. And I think it's the difference between us winning the league and not winning the league. I think, I mean, obviously we need a central defender, but I look at what happened on Saturday and it was fine. It was brilliant performance defensively, wasn't it? it was, it's, it's, the, it's the attack that's the problem for me. Well, I think we've become, you know, incredibly stale attacking force generally. I feel the way we play has just become well, predictable. Is not and we need someone, a dynamic, charismatic attacking force to shape the whole thing up. And he was even asked about that. He was, wasn't he in one of the press conferences? He's like, you don't think it freshens things up? And he was like, he, he, he went, no, it doesn't have an effect. Signing a big new... Yeah. He's like, no, of course it does. I mean, come on. Come on, Arsene. Yeah, I'd like to see a striker come to the club more than a defender at the moment. And yeah. yet all the chatter seems to be actually centred around you know, Mustafi, Mustafi Johnny, yeah. Johnny Evans and, and less really coming through about strikers. Uh, but yeah, I, was, I, went, I went up to King Power on, on Saturday and sat with Gareth yeah. Parker, who was, oh, yeah. who was here last Saturday, which was the only enjoyable part of the day, I've got to right. say. It was probably one of the least enjoyable Arsenal away supporting experiences I've had. Because of the um, fans or because of the... Yeah, because of the fact that, and this kind of like almost desire for some members of the crowd to, to get angry, to want to have an excuse to, to vent their anger, almost like they were kind of happy that we weren't winning because if we don't win today, at least it will force Wenger into doing something, which is surely the most misguided belief of ever that a guy that's been around for better part of 20 years at Arsenal now is somehow going to completely change his strategy on, the, on drawing away at the Champions, which is, I think, what we, even when we predicted the result on the podcast last week didn't we most of us say draw I said draw yeah yeah yeah. so uh, oh, it was, it was nothing end, if not predictable they were, I, I've not heard the we, we want Wenger out sung I mean mm. it was made out that it was like the whole away end it definitely yeah, wasn't no. it, it must have been a quarter a third and it you know you could hear it and the, the players I'm sure must have yeah. must have heard it but, but I it think it is all about pleasant right but anyway most, back to the performance yeah it was up front. We clearly had a problem. Yeah. It was Theo Walcott's continued indecisiveness in, in front oh. of goal, his inability yeah. to make the right decision that meant, you know, we, we didn't win a game. It was Sanchez being played in a position yeah, he clearly neither wants nor can play in that position. And the fact we didn't even adapt our tactics to the fact that we had this tiny little fella running around up front, not doing it, completely ineffectual. And by the way, the, that, one thing, two things that game proved to me, mm. Dan, is that A, 
Alexis is not suitable to play in that role, and B, that Theo is better at playing in that role well, than he is. Exactly and we played against Leicester ago, yeah. 12 months, and we had one of our best performances of the season. Have they forgotten that? Why did he persist with... You know, why did these decisions get made, Dan? What did you think about that uh, issue? Uh, Ross is desperate. Yeah, I was just saying, going back to your question, do we need a striker or a defender? I'd, I'd say striker. I'd say striker over defender. Yeah. Personality-wise... We need a leader, a leader yes. up front yes. or, or, or another leader at the back. We definitely do need, I'd say, more a striker because we're just lacking mm. that edge. And Sanchez is I'd not going to be able to turn into a striker. It's not going to happen. And I mean, going back to Josh's Dan, point... Dodgers Dan, Dodgers <laughs> Well, well I, I think that... I mean, I mean, that 5-2 game last year was, was an incredible game of football and it mm. was probably my favourite game of football yeah. last year. I know people yeah. talk about the home game and mm. obviously the Welbeck last minute and a lot of drama behind sure. that and Arsenal went odds on favourites after that win. But the 5-2 was such an incredible game of football and it was only Leicester's only league defeat at home last, yeah. last season. And, and yeah, I mean, in terms of your position... You know, could you flick those two around potentially? I don't think Theo. I know, I know Theo had a slow start to pre-season, but I think he played well against Man City pre-season. I think he didn't do too badly. I mean, I know he missed a penalty against Liverpool, but I don't think the circumstance of him scoring however many minutes later would have occurred if he had mm, not missed a penalty. Yeah. I don't think he did particularly badly. I mean, we did look a little bit toothless uh, up front. Alexis, for me. And you're right, he wants to get involved in the game a lot. So can he play with his back to goal? No. Can he play with the ball at the top? Yeah, well, maybe. But he wants to come deep. Mm. He wants to get involved. And if you play through the centre as nominally you're you know, the furthest player forward, it, it just upsets the balance. And that positional discipline is yeah. an issue. Whereas you, if you play left or right... You know, it's it's difficult. So yeah, I mean, I think you've got a valid point there. I mean, maybe could it were flip those around. But Theo's come out and said he's, he wants to play. I know it's infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. Just just one point that um, that Josh made after we got beat by Liverpool. I walked out the the ground and a bunch of guys. We want Wenger out. This was two minutes after the game had finished, and me and a couple of guys were were tutting. It was like saying that we want Wenger out. It's again, we could talk about this for another half an hour. Of okay, well, who is there if? If he says, right, enough's enough, I'm out now, I'm not so, uh, my contract ends this year, let me yeah. walk now. For, for yeah, me, I, I think, ev- that, I think I everyone realises that whenever Arsenal goes, there'll be a drop-off. Yeah. I think no, nobody's stupid there. It's happened everywhere else, but there'll jo- be a drop But Josh is right. I've, I, 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 I saw videos <laughs> uh, from Leicester, and it, it was... After, there was after, after the final, there was some, so there isn't, wasn't. Isn't but my, that was that was Arsenal fans. On but to me, no, there was some. In, I mean, I saw it reported as being there was you know Arsenal. There was Leicester, which there was, but I saw Arsenal fans within the Arsenal section. You know, hitting oh, it's each become, other. I yeah. mean, it was it's not enjoyable to go to horrible. games because you're you're half, half, half not half. A few of the fans that we want Wenger out, and we need to get be getting be behind the team. Even once the game's finished, get mm. just uh, applaud the guys. Yeah. You've gone on, you've gone and seen it. I think, and yeah, I think it was a very weird away end at the, at the coming end of the game because, you know, a few of the lads were sort of coming over and, and getting applause from the crowd whilst people were still seeing we want Wenger out. So it was this kind of odd situation. Yeah. I, don't think players... it was, I don't think it was a bad performance at all. I mean, I, I know Arsenal didn't score, but I don't think it was a bad performance. It wasn't, I really it, don't. The it was, was probably right. We could have won it. We might have lost but it. Had it the wasn't bad. Gone against Bellerin, but it, it was fine. It, it, was, it was fine. It wasn't bad, but it was just... It was just typical to me, and I think the, just to answer typical this whole point, typical of the stale way we play and the stale approach of the manager and the staleness of the tactics and the team selection and everything about... And this is why, this is my point, this is why people are chanting we want Wenger out, because after one, two games, because the staleness is so apparent to a vast, perhaps, majority of our fans 
that it doesn't, it's irrelevant that it's only two games in. It, because he's not doing, seemingly, seemingly not doing anything in the transfer market, and people say, oh, you're obsessed with money and you're, and you're childishly... But, it's, it, you know, people aren't stupid. People aren't stupid. They're not brainwashed by the media. They can see that, that it's insane and bizarre that we are not doing this thing in the transfer market to buy, yes. particularly a striker. And that's why I think people are so furious. That's why I think people are so frustrated and are singing... We're, yeah. uh, sing, they're, they're singing spend some fucking money. And, I, and I'm not going to criticise them for that because that is a key thing right now in our lives. In, if in a week's time he's bought Lacazette and Mustafi or even any vaguely decent okay. striker, then it... Yeah, can't, yeah Lac- it is. Lacazette who didn't make I, the European Championship know, squad e- e- even though well, your Real Madrid striker hey, didn't, didn't Dan, make it as well. I'd you know? rather... Dan, I'd rather... Although he did score two at the weekend. Yeah. I think there'll be a player that comes under the radar that we will sign. I think these Maybe. Lacazette's... One for the future. I think we've, I think we've negotiated <laughs> them uh, with the club still with blue in the face and I think the clubs are pissed off. I'm, I'm oh, sure. Approach. But all I'm saying is is that the reason why everyone's so angry and, and probably too angry and of course, you know, it's fucking football. It's not, you know, it's not life or death and we shouldn't be fighting each other and people shouldn't be swearing at each other on Twitter and this and the other. But you have to put the, lay the blame at the door of the person, I think. I think it's mainly my opinion. And I don't have an agenda. People say you have an agenda. It's an opinion. I don't, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not an enemy of Arsene Wenger. I love him. I've loved him ever since he came to the club. I'm just gutted that it's ending up like this. But to me, people are reasonably angry because they can see something's not happening when you just expect it to. So if in a week's time he has done something about it, addressed these clear issues that need to be addressed, then I what think people will be much close. happier on the 1st, isn't it? I, well, I, think, I, I presume September? because the 31st is a midweek, so Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. The first day, it'll be 5 o'clock on yeah, the 31st, I think. So, I, yeah. think. I, okay. I don't actually know, to be right. honest, but I know sometimes it sort of spills over yeah. some bizarre... It may, actually, no, it must be midnight 31st. Well, I should... I should yeah. so Right, our next podcast <laughs> yes. is going to be next Tuesday, which you're not here for. No, sorry, I'm in Barcelona. Got, we've got John Smith, who, the football agent, oh, with James Ollie, and they've just written a book together. Oh, wow. And John was the agent that did that Arshavan deal with, I think, eight seconds left of, right. the, of the transfer window. So we, we may get some insight from yeah. him as to what will happen I mean, the Wenger does, does love a last-minute transfer it, deadline day signing, doesn't uh, he? he? He does, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure that's correct eight seconds ago. Well, we'll find out next week on the podcast. Wasn't Urza whether, even... Whether he'll admit that, I don't know. Urza was late as well. Urza <laughs> was, was, was late. Urza well, wasn't yeah. he Urza kind of one point. It was like too late, and then, you know, it was fine. And Welbeck was late as well, right? Well, but they're all, he, and the trolley dash year was, you know, <laughs> what, four or five signings I, on the... It was, he does... He is capable of bowing to sudden last-minute pressure. I think you've, just... got, you've got to remember the times that we live in, yeah. and some of these deals are, are, are not as they seem. It's not as they seem in terms of lateness, and you know, things, things are done and organised. There's no, you know, people talk about fax machines and things for midnight deadline. And it's, it's, well, it's, maybe it's, text and email. It's, so it's, Dan. Well, no, this is this is the odd thing. They talk about oh, the fax hasn't come. Oh, I know. The fax. I know. <laughs> so, does anyone still own a fax? I know. For fax but, sake. But, but but you're right. But adjusting that point, right now, as we sit here now. There is no sense of any striker being signed whatsoever, right? Whereas, you know, there's still rumours about the style. No, but I'm just stressing Dan's point that, it, you know, it's not necessarily last minute. I mean, we're, it's pretty last minute right now because, A, we have to convince some, pl- some team but it's not last to give up a key player and give them to us. The machinations the w- will have been happening for, 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 for the whole of yeah. summer and it's just a matter of... You know, eventually getting deals done. More it's important, 11 or PM, not? By the way, 11 or not? <laughs> or not? Or not getting deals done? Eleven p.m. Okay, next, next on thirty first. Yeah, more you. importantly, we need three points at Watford. Otherwise, again, if if Watford did right against Chelsea, yeah, God forbid we lose that. That's one point out of nine. So, whoever we sign, we've got a massive upward curve as we, when we start yeah. back in September to 
to start climbing up the league. I mean, table. that's the, the, the yeah. We've dropped we've dropped five points. And, and yeah. if I mean, if you remember last season, Man City won the first five games of the season. First five games of the odds on the bookmakers. Don't want to sound like Alan Alga here, but they were, they were, <laughs> they were, they were odds on, and everyone thought, well, they're just going to win it absolutely easy. Yeah. And they didn't finish in the top three. Sure, but Leicester got off to a pretty good start and only lost three games the whole season. Yes, they so. did. But uh, my my one concern. Um, uh, to contradict myself is, is, <laughs> is obviously Chelsea, Manchester and Manchester right. City three teams right. have all won you know both. with a mate with all with very very I mean very United haven't really sort of played anyone have they were in another city sure but all with very impressive new managers and very impressive new players yeah. unlike us uh, well che- I'm not sure about Chelsea if you look at the Chelsea starting lineup for, for the game against West Ham opening weekend of the season, it was one different from jo- uh, from Jose Mourinho's. And they've previous. stolen wins in the last couple of minutes in both games. Yeah, yeah. which is a good sign. Which but is a good sign. Yeah, yeah. At, one, one with uh, a player that we that they've that a new sign. Yeah. A new sign. If, if you look at Man City, obviously they had the Pelle, Pellegrini effect. So yes, they won the first five out of five. Yeah. But once Pellegrini had that press conference where... But that was, that was, was January. That. I mean, they fell apart in the autumn, really. City, they, they start to lose. Yeah. But their away form was awful. Before, essentially, before. what Dan's saying is we're still going to win the title. So there's but no do you th- well, No, but I, I'm going to ask Dan. Do you, do, you think, do you think we're going to make the signings we need to make? Do you, do you, or, hey, I mean, maybe you don't even think we need to, but I think you do. But it, or do you think he's going to make the signings we need to make I before think, the transfer? I, I, I think because of the centre-back situation... I would say it's almost certain that a centre-half's going to come in. Whether it's going to be Mustafi, I don't know. And not a striker? I, d- I don't know about a striker. I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I just and think... D- and don't you sit back and think, really, we're gonna, we stand a chance of competing with this lot? With, with Giroud well, and Giroud Walcott and Alexis? The, yeah. Is that options really? That's really... We're going to challenge these? I mean, if, 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 you, if you'd have said... If, and when it, a big problem last year was scoring, wasn't it? We all know that. Yeah, I mean, that was... yeah. If you'd, but if, you, if you'd have said, look, we're going to sign someone, he played in the final of the European Championships, played in every single game, scored three mm, goals, no. he's 50 million quid, <laughs> who is it going to be? Olivier Giroud? Yeah, let's get him, let's get him. Yeah, but let's get him. It's different. And now isn't you're it? saying, oh, well, don't worry. Yeah, want him because now. he's a stale Even though presence. he's done all that. Oh. And he scored, he scored okay, double so you things are, every So time you'll time. be fine with it. If we don't, you're, that's what you're telling me. I you. would like to see someone else, but I don't think it's a disaster. I think there is a bigger issue at the back simply because Gabriel's out for what two months Mertesack is out for more and al- although holding could turn out to be some good and Callum Chambers you, you know hey look look, I'm old enough to remember Tony Adams and, and the mistakes he made when he first came yeah. into the side yeah. you know yeah. you, Callum Chambers is, 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 yeah. a, is a quality defender he's, his confidence I would imagine is quite low at the moment he's, he's, he's got a lot of very good attributes and when you know the further back you go the older you can, you can be before mm. you establish yourself and you can still be within the group if you're 24 and a striker and you're not in the group well that, that's you gone I, if, if, if you're 24 and defender, well, you might have another year or two. Oh. So, so I, th- I think, but the fact that we're short there means that of course. we need someone. We need we both. We, of course, we need a defender and a striker, but we fucking well need a striker. I think even, you know, even some of the staunchest pro-Vengerites out there, you know, I'm thinking of Chaz. Chaz <laughs> yeah, you were, yeah, like you. But I, I've seen Chaz Nuki Burden, you know, great man, rare now, sadly rare guest on the book. He wrote a thing about... What? He'll be back oh, good. before long. But he, well, he lives miles away, it's not his fault. But he wrote a thing in, I think, 442 a while ago about Wenger's, the way Wenger works in the transfer market, reminding us of the days when he did spend big and he was happy to go out and do bold signings and saying, and kind of implying, I'm not, you know, this is a paraphrase, that if he doesn't do, make these kinds that we so obviously need, there will be an enormous, it will be a huge problem for the fan base and in general. And so my final question before we get to predictions is, if he just doesn't do this, if it doesn't happen, the striker and or defender, but particularly the strikers, 
what do you think? It will be, it, it's only going to get worse, isn't it, in terms of this atmosphere and this sense of doom? Sorry. The, to- the, the, the atmosphere amongst the fans yeah. is, is toxic. It's, right. it's, it's, it's sometimes really difficult when you're there. You, if you want to cheer the team on. And as you said, the, the last few away games have been, have been horrible to go to. Mm. Um, but on a striker, we 100% need a striker. I think a striker over defender. If Giroud comes back, starts against Watford, gets injured, we have no target man up front. And say mm. Giroud come, plays against Watford, he's out for four to six months, like mm. we've had a good injury um, that is an unlikely scenario. That's unlikely. But also, don't Giroud you think if, could we get did, if we did sign someone, don't you think the mood would improve a lot? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, but would the results... They could put some music I on think that yes, mood might improve. Nothing's exactly. guaranteed, Dan, but nothing's guaranteed yeah. in life, is it? Put on but free could... tofu burgers right. and the mood might improve. All right, tell Man U fans. All right, Dan, <laughs> tell Man U fans now that Sonny Pogba could get injured tomorrow. They're not guaranteed anything, but it's exciting. It's, why are we football fans? Do you remember when we signed Ian Wright and Dennis Bergkamp and all these great... It was, thr- it was thrilling, wasn't it? You were thrilled. Absolutely. You must have been. So give us that the... thrill now. Just do it. It freshen things up. I remember, seeing the, Ian, do it, I remember seeing the Ian Wright signing on CFAX. Brilliant. Yeah, Loved incredible. It. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Josh. I know I'm going on about it, but to me, if it doesn't happen, this thing we're waiting well, you're for. Not, you're we not are here for the podcast this week, so we won't screwed. see each other. Well, we what, see each what happens if, if Arsenal sign absolutely nobody but win the league? Should, I think we'll come forth. Well, it was not going to happen. Well, we'll win the league. It's not, Dan, if that happens, yeah, okay. I will do a Gary Lineker on this fucking podcast. Well, that's no good. This is radio I will, for crying I will out give loud. you £100. It's not going oh, to happen. Hang on. So, so you're so confident it's only 100. You put two noughts on that. We've got. No, I'm not. I don't. I'm very. Con- hundreds a lot. <laughs> hang Dan, on. You Proof don't even, positive. You don't. Can I say, not- for the first time ever in a podcast, I've started filming just so we, just so we have a. <laughs> we do record it. Josh, these are recorded. They do go out. No, no, no. It, it's a meaningless question because it's not. You know, it's not going to happen. We know. We're not. We're not. But we were sat here last year thinking, well, Leicester have won the first two. Oh, no, they're but, not going to win the league. All right. Come on. Let's give up on the signing big players. It's not. It's never going to happen again. Look, let's buy into the. It is a disaster. Josh, is it a disaster? You know it's a disaster. It's not a disaster. It is. It's not a disaster. Okay, what's going to happen We're gonna, against Watford? Well, we were very good there last year. Remember, go, was it 3 0? It was 3 0. Yeah, so we were very good there very, last very year. Very, good. Yeah, second very good. Half, second half, we I haven't seen too much of Watford's opening um, start to the Premier League. Dan, I don't know if you've seen well, more of it. They, who did they? I mean, they drew one or Southampton. They were quite impressive first half. And then against Chelsea again, they were quite impressive first half. And obviously scored, scored early and Chelsea came back with two late goals. I mean, obviously, Igalo scored a lot of goals last year and he was persuaded to stay, wasn't he, by more money? Yeah. Igalo? Yep. Fine. Troy Deeney? No, I could take fucking any. I'll mean, take, you know. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> right. But so get back. Hang on. He did really G- well when G- he left. Giroud will come back into the team. Shama. And actually, if you look at the last 10 minutes, Giroud will start. we felt much better with him up there. Yeah, Giroud will start. Ozil yeah. probably will time start. to come I mean, back. Yeah, yeah. I think as a team that goes to Vicarage Road and wins, I'm okay. going to go 2 0. Uh, yeah, I think it'll two be nil. as comfortable as that. I'll go 3 0. 3 0. Yush? 2 1. And I wouldn't be surprised if um, sorry, guys, I wouldn't be surprised if, if it's not a, a too dissimilar game to to the Chelsea game. It seems if you look at Watford's first two yeah. games, the last yeah. the last half an hour from sixty minutes yeah, that's on, true, yeah. they've struggled fitness wise, yeah. and that is usually when we come w- w- when we come to the fore. So as long as we're in the game within sixty minutes, 
Yeah. Please God, we go and then then okay. kill the game what off. Think, I'm going to go for an excruciating one nil win to us. So we all think it, we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got. We can't not win. We've got. You know. I mean, we can't be that of pathetic. We cannot win. Oh, I know we can. I'm obviously I'm not being. So boy, we're not gonna thank God, you, thank God, you're not here time. next week. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. Win. Uh, no. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going on holiday. I'm going on holiday. Yeah. I'm going to be. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to be sitting there on the 31st of August with my iPhone in hand. Desperately monitoring. Do you think I'll be able to get Sky Sports News from in Barcelona? Oh, I would have thought so. Who, who would you... It, obviously, Higuain's... You, you can't have Higuain. Who would you like? Who do you, who do you think? Who would be your top-line striker that's available? Because this is... You know, Arsene Wenger might be sat there right now thinking, well... <laughs> Waiting for this thinking, podcast. Thinking, <laughs> thinking, well, Higuain's gone, so we can't have him. Uh, Batshuayi's gone, so we can't yeah. have oh. him. And so on and so forth. So who? What? I mean, Lacazette seems scoring. You, you know, want scoring. Lacazette. Well, yeah, I'd be happy with him. It's, I mean, it's good. Well, but wait a minute. If, he'd have, if, if we'd have signed him, to use your kind of hypotheticals, if we had have signed him two weeks ago, you'd have been saying, well, great signing, wouldn't you? I wouldn't have. Oh, uh, really? I, 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 would, sure? I would wait to see what he could do on the pitch. If you do remember, he played against Arsenal in the Emirates Cup a few years ago and didn't really... I know, but him. he seems to have improved a lot. Improved so much. He missed the Euro 2016 squad with, without the... I'd like Lewandowski, you know, but I know we're not going to... Sa- Spend that amount of money. I'd like Griezmann. I'd like, you know, I think I'd like, um, what's his name could be turned into a striker I think Lewandowski properly. Is the, Lewandowski the, is the interesting one. You know, French, the one we've been trying to, not French, German, young player we've been trying to sign for years. We've been linked to him Draxler. for years. Draxler. Yeah, Draxler. He would be a brilliant we've got signer. Serge Gnabry. All we've of got those. A great young German. No, Draxler's like Nabry, but 10 times better, isn't he? True. That's the point. Draxler's like all of our players in that position, but 10 times better. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those players, if you really. Oh, that's what I'd Lewandowski really like is to the sign. interesting one, I give you. Lewandowski. Yeah. Of course, but it's. But I know, I know the way it works. It's not going to happen. Wojciech Chesney's best, mate. Well, yeah, but Chesney's not there. <laughs> Chesney's pissed off. There. Correct. Sorry, um, <laughs> we've gone way over time. Good luck. Long podcast next week with you, with um, with your gang talking about transfer. Yeah, we'll talk about a few days before transfer window and being an agent. And he, John's an Arsenal fan, so that's the. Uh, that's yeah, we'll see you after. I'll be back after the Manchester break, but please, God, tune in next week when I'm not here. I'll be listening. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Apologies for ranting too much. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.